Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is December 24th, technically, at least where I am. It's Christmas Eve. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, whatever it is that you celebrate, we just hope you're having a safe and a happy one, my friends. We're here to review NXT and AEW a lot later than usual because of uh, the NBA season starting off. Sensitive subject for most of the people in this chat right now, but we've got Robert DeFelice. He has started full-time with Fightful. We have Alex Palowski. He has dad duties, so we are going to kick off with NXT. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, check out all my interviews. There's a lot up there. Subscribe to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Subscribe to Fightful Scraps. It's our clip show. If you want to watch an epic Triggered Rant compilation, it's over there. Uh, and I'm going to have to re-upload it because I did the format wrong. But it's still there. So check <laughs> it out. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to hop right into this. It's really late. Uh, and I appreciate all of you that are here. Please leave a thumbs up. Donate a super chat if you want your question or statement read on the air. We had a street fight for the tag titles. The Kings of NXT taking on Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. And at least through the first half of this, Alex, it was very street fighty. There was no tagging in and out. And then they got way too polite. <laughs> so funny. I was watching it going, well, AJ, uh, Seamus... Drew, Keith, your boys, um, this is how you do a street fight. You don't hang around holding the tag rope the whole time. And then all of a sudden they started doing that. Yeah. But then they forgot about doing it after a while. And I was like, why did you do that weird thing in the middle where you were all just waiting to be tagged in? Just have a street fight. Um, and it was all, it was really great. Like uh, Maverick really sold that strap beating great. Um, I, I was watching going like, oh, I didn't realize this whole time Lorcan and Birch have been perfect heels. They've just been baby faces this whole time. But yeah. like Birch with that strap, like he was laying into Maverick. And I thought it was all really great, except for the fact that Killian Dane didn't get put through a table. He yes. just like fell onto one and then slid off it and then was out of the match for the rest of it, which was like five minutes. Yeah. Also, uh, Drake Maverick got hit in the wiener with a uh, cricket bat. So, uh. You know what they say? <clears throat> Something. I, I don't even know what they say about a cricket bat to the wiener. Uh, I think maybe some of my WrestleTalk viewers will be better accustomed to uh, to let me know about that one. Cricket bat to the wiener. This is a fun match, though. And I yeah. love the implant DDT. Soft yeah. spot for it. That was my indie finisher. So yeah. I, I love a good implant DDT. Yeah. This was good, fun stuff. A really good match, I thought. Yeah, uh, we do have a couple of super chats uh, that we'll get to. Uh, <clears throat> Bryant, he says, why are we tagging in and out during a street fight? It doesn't make sense. It does make sense in only one instance, Alex, when you're trying to make yourself the legal man. Yeah, that's it. Yes, that's it. Like, and, and the other thing I was like, I feel like every tag street fight should be a tornado tag. 
Like why? Yeah. Like just, just, just make it that. Why are we having to like? Oh, I'm sorry. It's no DQ and it's a street fight, but you can't pin me because you didn't tag in. Like that's ridiculous. Two joints says, "What was longer tonight's AEW or the Irishman movie?" <laughs> it did feel really long, <laughs> and uh, you know what? I I can't avoid it, Alex. I know you're trying to get in here, get out of here, but. Brian Heath says AW is great, but it felt super long. Well, if you want it to feel super long and feel great, yeah. check out bluechew.com code fightful. Get your first shipment free by using that code fightful. Just pay the mailman. Respect the mailman. That's it. Because the mailman is going to help you deliver your package in an effective manner. Blue Chew is prescribed online by their affiliated physicians. They get the right active ingredient to you, and it's shipped straight to your door. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. And like I've said, you don't want to be doing that in general, but now you got everybody lining up for their vaccines. They're getting ready to go, all that good stuff. You don't have to have a problem to use Blue Chew. It's for that performance. Everybody wants that performance, especially in the new year, oh man, you gotta have that performance. It is very important to have that confidence. You're just gonna feel good about yourself. You're gonna feel ready to go thanks to bluechew.com. Seven FDA approved active ingredients is Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. This is fightful after dark. We're we're past midnight right now. Anything goes. It's going to be like the Nelly tip drill video. They used to be on BT Uncut back in the day. That's what we're here for. That's what your life will be like. If you take Blue Chew immediately, your life becomes like the Nelly tip drill video. The, the Mighty Casey, the white girls video. It's like that. Anything. Just, just take Blue Chew, okay? It works. Ah. <sighs> Somebody says, did you say New Year or Nude Year? Oh, I'll be using that. Don't worry. <laughs> Christmas with the Garganos. This was phenomenal. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the whole thing. The, uh, every segment they did, it was so, so good, all of it. I got to say, him saying, Indy, you have earned the family name, and now you will be Indy Wrestling. So Robert, good. this is Brilliant. amazing. And I saw Joel Pearl. And here's the thing. I hate it, but I love it. He said they need to make her finisher called The Collective. Yep, exactly. <laughs> if The Collective trademark goes here, I'm yeah. okay with it because they said it. They support indie wrestling, so it's yeah. all good. Uh, the way Candace said it, too. We support indie wrestling. It was so good. Uh, also, I, what I loved was um, Candace said, did you really think we'd forget about you? And Austin Theory says, no way, Jose. And Gargano oh says, do not use that name in this house. Like, uh, which, which is like, if, there, if there's the thought that they might resign him, I hope yes. they do just to, just to, because that this is the impetus for a feud between no way Jose and the Gargano clan because of that particular joke. So I, here's, I, here's the funny thing. When I asked around in NXT about the way... I was straight up told by people, oh, yeah, we think it's No Way Jose because they've got interest in him. There's heavy interest in him. And, like, people at the top are pushing. Like, he's got friends in high places. Then EC3 tells me, yeah, that's kind of a character that I had pitched to him called (laughs) The Way. Wow. And it's like, oh, (laughs) man. (laughs) But this was really, really good. Um, I – 
for as good as Johnny Gargano was as almost like a silent baby face, he is so amazing oh, at being a vocal heel. I, I'm he's one of those guys that 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 when he was the ultimate white meat baby face underdog, I thought to myself, well, this, that's all that, that's amazing. He can do that. That's so great. It's too bad he can't also be a heel. I was wrong. Like he can do it. He can do either thing. And that's amazing to be able to be both of those things at the same time. There were so many details in all of these little things. Like there was one point where they came back in uh, and there was a little family photo of them up on the wall and Indy with the, with the neck brace just made it so perfect. I loved all of this. We get yeah. a lot of super chats uh, about tip drill. Rafael Garcia says, true story. I know one of the dancers in that video. Andre Banks says, for the BET Uncut reference, memories. Alex, did you ever watch the real world back in the day? Uh, well, not the original series, but like sure. seasons. But um, there was a, there was a point in college where I would I would catch a few episodes. Yeah, yeah Tech from the Hawaii season had a yeah. rap group called the I Firemen. Know. They had a song I called remember. Smoke With Me on there. No, I still no. have that on my phone. It's managed <laughs> to stay there. From, from my uh, original like Kazaa uh, download days, it's made its way. After all these years, and it's still on there. Yeah. Uh, two joints is Bluetooth saved my marriage and made me confident. <laughs> my God. My God. Um, <laughs> uh, Rafael Garcia says, how great was all the wrestling tonight? It was great. I don't need four hours of wrestling on a weeknight. I don't. Uh, I'm good with two. Three I could have handled, but Yeah. Rafael Garcia says, is Matt Hardy the PS Hayes to private party the same way he gave Hardy boys the rub years ago? Yes, I think he yeah. is. Yeah. I think that's that's a fair comparison. Let's get through more NXT. Isaiah Scott defeated Jake Atlas. Of course, it's a good match. It's Isaiah freaking Scott, man. And I'm loving the new attitude. I'm loving all that. I love the super kick in the middle of the rainbow DDT. That was so great. Oh, my God. These guys are killing it. I just need some more personality out of Jake Atlas. Uh, but Alex, this is good stuff, man. This was, this was all really great. I love the, the new entrance gear for, for, for Swerve. It's all very different. I, I love the, the multicolored hair. Yes. Everything, he's, he's changing his character in really fun ways uh, to be more heelish. I love, as you said, the, the super kick to, 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 as a counter to the, to the rainbow DDT. Perfect. And um, also, I love he got uh, the advantage with like a side headbutt, like through the back of his head into into Alice's ear, and then hit him with hit him with his finisher. And then, in a callback to their previous match, he said, "Hey, let's shake on it like you wanted to." And Atlas didn't want to. Now I'm fine with fifty fifty booking if that is what tells the story. If the story is you got a one up on me, so I beat you. And you don't want to shake my hand either? Well, now we have to have a third match. I like I would be fine if a feuds were basically best two out of three and the winner moves on to face the winner of another feud. Like I'm fine with that. That's a as long as it's not seven or eight matches in a row, and by the end it's like four versus four. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah uh, good stuff here. I, I'm really digging it. Rhea Ripley defeated Dakota Kai. Uh, another good match between these two. That yeah. Riptide was filthy. Yeah, it was. Nope. Like, like the rocks sell the stunner. 
Dakota taking the riptide every time. It's so violent, Alex. Yeah, this this one I liked it. There was there was a bit of psychology to it that the first time Dakota blocked it, and the second time Rhea said, "Block this, bitch!" Like she yeah. took her way up and slammed her down so hard. And yeah, you're right. Dakota sold it with, like like crazy. But the whole thing for me, all of this, and this was like this was a very very good match. Um, the whole thing for me is it was is what happened afterwards. Because I am, I am so in on this Rhea versus uh, versus uh, Raquel feud. Like you've pitched it for years, Peter versus the Chicken. I hope this is the time we finally get it because I never get tired of seeing these two mamas throw bows at each other just over and over again. I love it. Yeah, this is uh, this is is what I'm here for. I I don't ne- I, I'm still on the fence about. Rhea losing last week because I know they want to set up something for Tony. So if that's what they're doing, okay, I can kind of I can live with that. And this isn't for the title, so it's more like, oh well, okay, she's taking a loss, but she's not building towards a title feud. She's building towards a Raquel feud. So I, that that loss last week has aged a little bit better on me, a hell of a lot better than that Bianca Belair loss is going to age on me this week. Yeah. That much I tell you, uh, but. Like you said, they're they're all over the place. It is it is what I want to see and what it looked like we were seeing out of Brit and Thunder Rosa on yeah. on the other show. Whatever happened to that? Yeah. <laughs> Only one uh, woman segment of a week, guys. Come on. Yeah. Andre Banks says, loved when Johnny talked about the love of his life and zoomed in on the North American title. Yeah. And Bryant Heath says, I have a question. How come NXT has continuity with Pete and Roddy, but ha- can't have continuity with the main roster programming? Different universes, guys. Different there universes. Completely different. NXT doesn't even get the slammies. Different world, different place. Yeah, so weird. So weird. Uh, we see Zia Lee beating up Boa. And yeah. there's a, we get to see a woman with war paint on her face. Alex, how do you feel about this? Um, uh, Again... You eventually have to stop doing these. If you're still doing these around Easter, it's too long. Just get them back out of the warehouse, put them on the slow boat back from China or wherever you kidnapped them to, put them in a ring, let them have a match. Because until that point, as artsy as these things are, and now like I'm, like, I, you've you've sold me, you've sold me on Zia Lee is now a warrior. Like she was, she couldn't get it together. She she was she could do some fun kung fu in her entrance, but she lost every match. Now you've sold me that she's a warrior. If she shows up in her first match and doesn't kick the head off her opponent immediately, well, now we got problems. So let's figure out what we're gonna do when you actually put her in a ring against an actual opponent. Let's figure out that next week, hopefully, please. Yes. Uh <laughs> yeah. I've, there's not it's much more. Week, I'm sorry to break it to you. You know, it's not next week. No, it's not yeah. that week. They, yes. Listen, if if her first in ring match is something on New Year's Evil, I'm fine with it. Like if that's because that's that's a major show. They used to do this all the time in NXT on takeovers. They'd have the the new signing come in and win a squash. I'm fine with that if they want to make that Zaylee as the new signing because it's a new Zaylee. Cool with that. Do that. But if you got to stop with these things eventually, you've told the story already. Get her out of the warehouse. Get her in the ring. Bronson Reed, he's back. That's good. Why good is news. he wearing a lizard on his shoulders on the way to the ring? Like I Why didn't. Not. Why not? Well, okay, fine. Let him live. Okay. You, you, you checkmated me. 
Why not? Maybe he, maybe he just wants to surf, Alex. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe he doesn't care about the lizard on his shoulder, and he just wants to be here and yeah. surf. Okay. That's, that's it. Uh, he beat Ashante the Adonis with the tsunami splash. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This, is, this is a good squash. Uh, I, I really like Bronson Reed. I'm glad he's back. I, I don't know where he slots in to the to things yeah. right now, but I'm happy he's back and on TV. I like him. And I, I like Ashanti the Adonis, too. Yeah, I, me too, yep. He should have beaten Velveteen Dream months ago. Yeah. He should have. And then he would always have credibility in these types of matches Yeah, after that. Um, Trent Gaspard says, not wrestling rated. How about them Bengals, Sean? Oh my God. So we lose our top draft pick. That sucks. But you know what? I don't care what else happens this year at this point. We beat the Steelers on yeah. Monday night. I don't even think Andy Dalton did beat the Steelers in primetime ever, ever. Ryan Finley, the goat. Ah, oh, man. We see Tony Storm talking. We see Io Shirai talking, but Io is out uh, in a chair waiting for Tony Storm, and we get Mercedes Martinez back. I have an exclusive story on FightfulSelect.com about what happened with her and Retribution and like the levels of heat, if any, on her. But it's good to see Mercedes Martinez back because here's, here's the reality of the situation, and I'll give you all a little scoop. When I asked if there was any heat on her, and Alex, you will appreciate this, the person said, well, she didn't mess up any plans because you see what the plans have been for retribution. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. She said said, losing to Dana Brooke. Yes. So if they said, if she had any heat, can't imagine it has carried over. (laughs) And that popped me. I laughed heartily. That's good. Uh, what would you think about this? Mercedes Martinez back in the fold. It's it, it, listen. It's interesting. I'm never going to say no to Mercedes Martinez. I think she's amazing. It, it it is it is. They have truly an embarrassment of riches in the women's division in NXT. It is it is crazy. Like you add Mercedes to the already stacked women's division with Tony, who's just showed up, Ember, who's back. All these all these people, and we haven't even seen Shotzi in weeks. Like there's, there's all this stuff that, that they have there. Mercedes like being there kind of muddies the waters around the EO thing. I loved her, like basically death Valley drivering, like her yeah. through the under of the, of the announce table. Like that was, that was, that was crazy. Um, I'm, I'm very interested in all of this. Uh, I cannot let it go because I am who I am. Uh, Tony storm with the leather daddy biker uh, hat and the fur shawl, leopard print fur shawl, and the ramen noodle curly hair. I don't know what what look she was going for, but it, it was it was a it was a look. I'll tell you that. Yes, uh, we have a great, great super chat. Uh, Evan Wright referring to the Bronson Reed Blizzard. He has to wear it, Alex, for his overall health. <laughs> he has to wear it. You are risking his health by asking him to not wear it. So, mm-hmm. Alex, yeah. please stop asking him to not wear the lizard. I I apologize. I should have been more sensitive to, 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 to all the lizard his, <laughs> his shoulder herniation. <laughs> Uh, two joints says Coco beware you stand or the parrot. That's true. So, what do we name the lizard? Yeah, Ooh, that's good. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. I'm interested in that one. 
Timothy Thatcher cuts a promo and he says he's going to take liberties with Leon Ruff. Well, Leon Ruff beats him. Yep. Here's here's the thing. <laughs> I'm all for Leon Ruff winning, and you know what? The small package looked good. Use BlueChew.com code Fightful. Have a have a large package. I mean, it looked good. It beats the hell out of those. Oh, roll up pins. I yeah. hate those. Yeah. This looked like an honest to God. Uh, the The inside cradle looked great. Leon mm-hmm. Ruff is great. I don't know why they think I would be like, well, well goddamn, now I got to see Ciampa face the guy that just got beat by Leon Ruff. I got to see the guy who just lost clean to Leon Ruff in the fight pit. Yeah. Against a former NXT world champion, Alex. Yeah, I mean, I I think their their logic is that roll-ups don't count. Like they do for the guy who wins, but they don't against the guy who loses. So it was like cuz wait, we were, we were all watching it. Timothy Thatcher was taking apart uh Leon Ruff and he he would have won. I mean, like that all that logic doesn't make any sense because what you tried to do is to shoehorn two builds into one match. Leon Ruff, by virtue of pinning Timothy Thatcher, is able to go to William Regal and say, I want a rematch with Johnny Gargano, and William Regal grants it because he just pinned Timothy Thatcher. But because he pinned Timothy Thatcher, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for us to get excited about this fight pit match with Tommaso Ciampa. But you used Thatcher's promo about this to give the impetus to Ciampa to attack Thatcher after the match. You can't do all things at once. Have have Thatcher take apart some jobber and have Leon Ruff pin somebody else. Tony Nese or somebody. I don't know what he's doing right now. Probably nothing. Have Leon Ruff pin Tony Nese and by, by virtue of that, he gets his match with Gargano. Have Thatcher win his match versus some other guy and then have Tommaso Ciampa attack him. That way you can do everything, but you, you wanted to put it all together one match and it doesn't work that way. So I think it was you, Alex, who called it Wednesday Night Raw on yesterday's stream. Yeah. And that is the big issue here. They're going, but Ciampa and Thatcher in the fight pit is a great match. Yeah, but I don't care. First of all, Ciampa's a fighter, but he's not a pit fighter. We've never seen this side of him. And Thatcher's a loser. Why do they need to go into these ultimate grudge feud enders when it's just like, I don't know. I think Ciampa's winning. But the thing is, they'll probably go, but that's your one because now the fight pit is his signature match and he'll never lose inside of the fight pit. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. <sighs> we get a series of video packages on Karrion Cross and Damian Priest. These are fine. Just just a hype thing to keep them on TV and not spend sure. too much time. Yep. Not, not a whole lot to it. No, uh, yeah, I still say that Damian Priest is losing and moving up. That's what I think is happening in that match. A lot of people ask me who the most underutilized talent in WWE was in 2020. I am saying Malcolm Bivens by a country yep. mile. Yeah. Uh, he is, he's great here. He's great in the promo before. Tyler Rust is great as well. Yeah. And he beats Aria Davari. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of his transitions were a little rough in this match. And that's really the only criticism I have. But I mean, that, that's kind of why. You've got a guy like Malcolm Bivens that fits with the story. Malcolm Bivens is refining this guy. Yep. Uh, and I, I couldn't be happier. And I got to say, these shorter-term contracts that they're signing these new NXT people to, seems like they're doing good because it's getting NXT off their asses and they're not stashing a guy like Malcolm Bivens for a year and a half. You've already seen Kurt Stallion. He's number one contender for a title shot right now. Which, which I will bring up that he has never appeared on NXT. 
Yes. And he's the, he's the number one contender to the Cruiserweight title, which is an NXT property. And it's yeah. weird that they haven't even introduced him yet on NXT beating, they, I don't know, anybody. They mentioned but, him. But least, that's for example, they mentioned him, yeah. but we haven't ever seen him. It's a weird thing. You have to also watch 205 Live to have any idea who this guy is who's going to sure. challenge for the title. Sure. But uh, Tyler Rust wins all good for match. it. Any thoughts on that? No, it was good. And uh, like I, I, lo- I loved his... Uh, his finisher that both the the transition like flippy dippy slam thing that he does right into that that uh, to oh it's the, called uh, the flippy dippy the flippy dippy yeah, uh, yeah. It's, a, it's a good match it's a good move um, and then uh, the submission I think that was that was was great Ari Davari is one of those guys that like has been in the cruiserweight division literally since its inception and has hasn't really had like a breakout like rise to it. So, like, shunt him down to NXT every now and then. Let him lose matches. Yes. He he knows what to do in the ring. He's been with WWE for five years at this point. Evan Wright says, hope Tyler Rust doesn't leak title change spoilers anytime soon. <laughs> Stokely on my screen was always fun to watch. Don't ruin this for me. Oh, let's be real. That was a blessing in disguise. <laughs> it was a blessing yeah. in disguise. Yeah. And several people that I told uh, I talked to within WWE said the Indian audience was like revolting against them. Like, like they they weren't falling for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> They're like these guys suck. You got us one time before with Jeff. Yes. Never again. They pull the old George Bush. You fool me once. <laughs> uh, you fool me twice. You ain't gonna fool me again. That's right. One of those. Uh, Carlos Easy in the super chat and says, "Love the pairing of Tyler Rust and Malcolm Bivens, but I'm heartbroken they didn't let Malcolm cut a promo after the match. I, I'm hopeful they'll do something on digital. That's yeah. that's what I'm hopeful for. So, uh, Ray Callahan says, "Cruiserweight title being brand fluid. Th- thoughts? I would it's love not. that. It's it's stuck on 205 Live, which they call the most exciting hour on television, even though it doesn't hit an hour." First of all, and then there, I thought it going to NXT would be great, but it really just got it, lost. It was for a little bit there with Leo Rush and Angel Garza, and then it just kind of like COVID just killed it. Like it was too yeah. bad because I honestly thought that they were going to do something really cool with Santos Escobar, and they haven't. Yeah, I think they need to reassess the amount of titles and brands that they have as they look to add more. It doesn't seem like it'll be fruitful. And there are two cruiserweight champions right now. Oh, yeah. Why don't they just call that the UK cruiserweight title? I or, know. I don't know, throw Jordan Devlin's in the fucking bin or something. Uh, that would be fine, too. I Church Pastor Blaster says, Merry Christmas, guys. Love all of Fightful. Thank you very much. We Thank appreciate you. your reminder. Uh, get your super chats in. We'll read your question or statement on the air. Leon Ruff has a match, uh, a rematch with Johnny Gargano. Cool. Yep. That's a good one to add. Then we got Velveteen Dream against Adam Cole because he had interrupted a promo backstage. Now, here's the thing. Good match. Great work. Adam Cole rules. Result was never in doubt. Nope. We know that Velveteen Dream is buried on his own. Mm-hmm. He did it to himself. Yep. Uh, ain't getting a push anytime soon. Is never, ever, 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 ever in his career ever going to be as over as he was a year ago. Yep. Never. It will never, ever happen. And that's on him. He is a guy who has reached incredible heights in NXT, but he is also a guy who has not won a match 
since September 8th, and he has only won one match since mid-August. We know he ain't winning this. Right. So I can they what can they do with him? Because we know why people aren't flocking to him, and it's a pretty good reason. Yes. Um, and I, I, I don't know if you need to flock to a guy who's obviously playing such a heel. Like we yes. we should we should want to see him get beat, and we do. Yeah. But you gotta figure out what what what's the ceiling with him at this point because nobody wants you to, to like a guy like this who gets gets crazy heat just by being himself. You should have him beat guys that we like mm-hmm. so that when he actually gets beat badly, we'd be like, yeah, finally that guy got beat. I'm I'm happy about it. But I don't want to see him get beat guys I like because every time he's on screen, I'm like, why are you wasting time on this guy? Which is which is horrible. I'm watching the match, like the match versus Adam Cole tonight in a vacuum. Very good match. Adam Cole's great. And Velveteen Dream was doing some stuff. I was like, see, if you hadn't screwed up so bad, sir, look sure. at what you could have been. And and I'm glad he lost. Like that, that but that's it. Like, I don't understand what else we're doing here. And I, I appreciate they're trying to run this whole Adam Cole must be jealous of Kyle O'Reilly thing. The thing we haven't talked about yet is that amazing uh, pro- video they did of Finn and Kyle, both watching their first match and talking about strategies they employed in it. The liver shot that Kyle O'Reilly took, how Finn knew exactly what he did when he did it, how Kyle O'Reilly was like most pain I've ever felt all that. Like I was like, Okay, I'll watch the match. It'll be great, but I already know who's going to win. That was what I felt going into tonight. After watching that thing, I cannot wait to see Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor because that package sold me on it, and I appreciated them introducing also Adam Cole. You're probably pretty jealous of Kyle O'Reilly, aren't you? So at least we have that also being a part of this match that's going to happen at New Year's Evil. I like that the most. I don't like that. I don't want to see them split the undisputed era. No, and I really, like I like I like the the thought that they might do it. It's another wrinkle in in the booking. I want to see them split the fashion sense between them. That way, they're not always wearing the same <laughs> goddamn outfits. That it does not look cool. I'm sorry, but me and my friends are not getting together wearing the same color pants, the same shirt, and the same hoodie. And all of these guys should at least be portrayed as being more cool than that. They should. They got to get together. And decide, like, here's the thing, like, some friends call each other and discuss what they're going to wear. They need to discuss what they're not going to wear. Like, okay, it's it's like they're backstage in in, a, in an episode of the movie The Wrestler. Uh, you're working over the arm tonight. You're wearing the black hoodie tonight. All right, I'm not wearing that one. Uh, you go with blue jeans this time. Uh, Bobby, you're in joggers. Let's go. I, I'm ready for it. Rob Wilkins says Timberwolves won 95-96. Bulls better watch out. <laughs> and our boy David Dicker says, morning again. Let's see if this pops Alex as much as with the Christmas stream. Have a good day tomorrow. Today, fucking time zones. It's <laughs> yeah, true. And I believe that's it for this side of things. So, Alex, we're going to bid you adieu. You you uh, have a little one and have Christmas duties to fulfill and fatherly yep. duties to, yep. to fulfill. So, we greatly appreciate you. Uh, yes, t- yes. And uh, how about this? I'm going to release the Alex uh, Alex's Sour Graps Christmas special tomorrow evening for free. Uh, it is it was a, a bonus show that he did, and I decided, you know what? While people are traveling this week and this weekend, let's have them listen to some Sour Graps. Maybe we'll get some subscriptions off of it. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do, kind of a spur of the moment thing, as a, as a gift to the fightful faithful. I'm. I'm really happy that everybody is going to see it. If you like uh, me uh, ripping holes in old uh, <laughs> Christmas songs, uh, and you'd like to subscribe to Fightful Select, uh, I, I I tear the shit out of Raw and SmackDown every week. So you know, it's it's just it's it's a thing that I do. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Alex, thank you so much. Absolutely. I'll see you next Wednesday. Gentlemen. Robert DeFelice. Right. We've got uh we've got AEW Dynamite to talk about. We're we're sitting here without an overlay. I'm gonna have to add some pretty overlay. But okay. as we as we get started, tell us what would you like about the show? What I liked about the show, they set up a lot. They set up next week, the week after. They set up February. This show was moving, had a lot, had a lot going for it. I like that Don Callis didn't say the same things that that happened, Sean. You know, we didn't hear him say yeah. the golden screw job. And did you know that Kenny's uncle was my trainer? We didn't hear that this week. I enjoyed the change of pace. Yes. Uh, it was very good. Let's go ahead and talk about that Don Callis promo. Because one of the things that popped me was that he said, I'm so upset about how Tony Khan just lets the, the wrestlers run amok here in AEW. I've never seen anything like that in all my years. A man got shot in Impact Wrestling. A woman was hanged. A woman was pushed in front of a train. A well, woman. To be fair, that one was yeah. before his time. The train was before his time. Yes, it was before his time. A woman was stabbed. Jordan Grace calling me a snitch, saying, "But did he die? He didn't. Allie did. She got stabbed in the face. Samoa Joe has been kidnapped on this program before." Okada so, had a lot to do. You know, it's very weird. Uh, Callus was in the Attitude Era, and the thing that sets him off is a wrestler came out and just said, we're going to have this match. I think he's seen this many times over his 30 years. But you know what, Don, it's okay. You live in your world. We understand it's your sandbox. The golden cheek is an icon. I, I love it. Yes. But, God, this, this relationship between Kenny and Don is definitely going to need to stay fresh week after week because they can run it into the ground quick. And yes. I think they think that's good heat. And I'm telling you, it's not. And uh, by the way, there, there are, I, I watch murder mysteries all the time when I'm not doing this. Like it's one of my favorite TV programs to like ingest. There's less murder on those than impact wrestling on any given week. I love this promo. I love Kenny. He's doing really, really awesome. Uh, we have Chris Jericho and MJF against Top Flight. Man, Top Flight's upside is unreal. And uh, I'll go ahead and mention this because I, I tweeted about it. I was flipping back and forth between the NBA game before uh, this. I love NBA on TNT. Another one of my favorite things to watch because of the environment, the like all that stuff. It's better on TNT. And there was an ad read. And then Chris Webber, very clearly, was like, can't wait to check out my guys, Chris Jericho and MJF. And the other announcer was like, talking about how much he liked the inner circle. And I'm like, that was not on the ad read. That was not on the ad read. 
Uh, it's good to see them so plugged in. Whether they legitimately give a shit or not, Robert, it goes a long way when you don't have people on TNT ridiculing what is following the show. There's a real investment on TNT's part, and I appreciate that. Yeah, it's crossover is just good for the brand. We saw this all the time in the 90s, you know, whether it was uh, Dexter debuting on Cartoon Network, which was a Warner property, yeah. having Savage, who's in WCW, or, you know, just the crossover with the basketball players. This is good for the brand. And maybe, you know, it shows because AEW is clicking. Maybe they do have genuine fan interest from the outside. Yeah. Either way, it's great for AEW as they continue to grow. This is only their first full year, and they didn't even have a real year. God only yeah. knows what's going to happen when there's actually touring again. Uh, we're seeing the learning curve in pro wrestling. It's steep right now. Like People are learning quicker than ever. Ray Callahan says, Sean, Dexter. Dexter drew some stuff. There, we have reviewed the Dexter Loomis segment for the last three weeks. I think he was asking about... Um, the murder show, you know, the oh, show Dexter. Maybe, maybe it's it's got more, definitely got more substance right now uh, in in just talking about a reboot than what Dexter Loomis has been doing. Agreed. But Evan Wright says, 19 and 21-year-old top flight facing 50-year-old Jericho and 24-year-old MJF. Seems like a pretty great performance center for young talent to me. AW Dark is their developmental. And he did say, I'm in the show. <laughs> I don't know. But uh yeah. They've got a very unique system to develop talent. And right now, Top Flight looks within their depth. That's something I'm very, very big on. Uh, staying within your depth. And they're not doing anything that seems too ambitious that they can't do it. So I'm really liking this. And, and I like that Jericho and MGF get the win. They should get the win. Absolutely. And I, look, you can hate on Jericho for a million and five things sure. outside of the ring. The fact is, between the ropes, he is the most sound veteran of this era. He knows what it's like to be a young kid. He's not trying to be, you know, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, whoever in WWE that he felt was holding him back. He's trying his hardest to get this young talent over, and it looks good. Top Flight should be the team of the future for this company, and they have a very good start so far. And if you were to say any other number of teams, I'd be like, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, Jake Hager cuts a promo and asks uh, MJF where Wardlow is and says that he went to Tony Khan. And next week, he will wrestle Wardlow on Dynamite. So throughout the entirety of his AEW run, Hager hasn't done it for me. But the staring at Wardlow does. And I'm hoping that this entire match is just them staring at each other before somebody from the inner circle gets in there and stops the match and they agree to unite rather than just seeing these two guys beat the crap out of each other. Because as much as it's fun seeing two Haas beating the crap out of each other, I don't think that's the way to go here. Yes. Uh, we get Sting! They're really I... they're making Tony Schiavone get that in every week, but it works and it's great. Because... In two months, they'll be able to have a highlight video where they'll be able to go stink, 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 stink out of all the highlight, all the highlights of him doing that. And Sting asks why he came back, and he talked about Dusty Rhodes, and uh, he says Dusty's a big reason that he's there and a part of who Sting is today, and says he wanted to be a part of AEW. 
But then Team Taz comes out, says Sting is not a big deal anymore. I like this. If this were other companies, they would not really allow this type of thing. They would try to maximize that legend. This one plays off of the actual criticisms of Sting that are levied by people who don't want to see Sting. Ah, he's old. He's not that big of a deal. We're going to kick your ass. You're too old to kick our ass. What'd you think of this? Sting has been a hit for me every single week. First of all, him yeah, saying got a bat. that he's just like, he's like, oh, you know, Dusty gave me my push. He put me with flair. And now I see Cody leading the charge in, on TNT. This is where I need to be. This is full circle. And then again, he looks at Darby and every time he's just ready to address Darby, somebody cuts him off. This week it's Team Taz. Taz is phenomenal. As yeah. as funny as he can be as a commentator, he gets on the mic as a character Taz and it's just like it's 97 in ECW and he's ready to kick somebody's ass. It's great. They announced that Brian Cage is going to face Darby. That's a match that's overdue. I kind of wouldn't even be mad at seeing Cage come away with the belt but I know they have bigger plans for the FTW title. And then Darby lights out, lights on. Darby's in the ring. He's defending Sting. And they stare down with the TNT title uh, in the distance. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, I'm here for it. I, I love Team Taz. I think that, oh, you want to talk about upside. So many. Like, and, and Brian Cage is at the bottom of the upside there. Like Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, I think they got more than him. I, I think that Brian Cage is just the, the established name that's kind of there with them, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat, get your questions or statements in. Uh, Finn the Assassin says, what's one thing you'd change about NXT? The same thing that I said for like a year or two that I'd change about Ring of Honor. The visual. You got black uh, black ring post, black ring mat, black ring skirt, black mats, black barricade. Everything's the same color. Black background. Uh, everything looks the same. I would love to see them switch it up a little bit. Robert, how about you? Aesthetic changes are always good. My one issue with NXT right now, it feels too similar to Raw. I don't know where what the actual ingredient is that you need to change in order to get that to stop maybe it's just a factor of getting an extra hour and being on usa but whatever that is we need to go back to the old nxt yeah i i agree evan says need somebody to love me like taz loves bear country <laughs> and two joints says shivani looks like he ate the whole christmas turkey we don't need any super chats like that I, i'm not here to make fun of somebody's uh, appearance or anything like that but we had the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, and Luchasaurus defeating 10-5 and Colt Cabana of the Dark Order. I do like that Colt Cabana has just uh, joined the Dark Order. And while he came in with a big storyline, now he's, he's just a happy, willing part of the group. And he's a part of the team. They dominated this match, but Jurassic Express wins. And I think you do, You do. eventually you got to have this team win and dark order losing this half of them it's, it's not going to bother them at all cabana i think they're holding off on whenever brody comes sure. back because there is a story right now where dark order is just becoming a bunch of happy-go-lucky dorks and i think brody comes back and whips them into shape maybe even that could be a job for hangman yes but right now 
Colt Cabana, uh, five and ten. I thought that was great. I have one issue on commentary. They said, well, the numbers are when they were indoctrinated. Okay, so how how did uh, Anna J get 99? I guess we'll get there maybe at some point in the story. And yeah, Jurassic Express needs to be a greater force because Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy are money, you know? And next week, or not next week, on the 6th, they're going to face FTR. That should be a fun match. I'm looking forward to seeing Tully interact with Marco. All good things. Go ahead. All good things on the uh, tag team brand. Backstage, we saw a very unique, different promo where MJF is talking to uh, Proud and Powerful about losing a family member. And this this is legitimate. He legitimately lost his grandfather recently. And I know that this meant a lot to him to have this involved in a storyline and and put it out there. And he mentions, hey, I know you lost somebody that was close to you. I lost somebody that's close to me. And that was his way of bonding. Or was it, Robert? Yeah. Listen, Proud and Powerful, I believe they're from the Bronx each. MJF is that like Long Island guy. There's there's that natural tension there. I don't know if I can trust MJF. Now we love, we know MJF loves his family. He's a normal guy. He can be a bit of a jerk, but even bad men love their mothers. Or in this case, love their grandmothers because we saw MJF with his moo on Twitter recently. So we do know that he has that soft spot. Yes. But I don't trust him. I, I just, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, somebody asked me on, uh, I've got a Fightful Select Q&A going up this week. Cheap plug. Uh, we've got a bunch of holiday shows going up this week. But somebody said, what is a dream match for you if they do New Japan and AEW? And I said, MJF and Switchblade Jay White, because I've mm-hmm. constantly said, if you ever want to turn MJF face, you have to have someone that can out motherfucker him. You have to have someone slimier and more devious and more of a bastard than he is. And there's not a lot of people that can pull that off where you go, who can we possibly find that might be able to match his level of shittiness as a human being? MJF, that's who. We gotta we gotta call him in. Like AEW seems like very Saturday morning cartoon in that way, in a positive way. Like there's a lot of stuff that I think draws influence, not just out of comic books, but out of the cartoons that we would watch on Fox after school in the nineties, there's a lot of influence there. And I I, I would really like that. People say my nameplate's covered. I know we can't. I I believe nobody knows who Sean is though. Yeah. Nobody knows who I am. Uh, So here's what I'll do. For the remainder of the show, I will just hold this giant, heavy-ass block of wood. That That is a professional, ladies and gentlemen. So everybody knows who I am. This thing is legitimately like 35 pounds. Um, Pack versus the Butcher. My wife's observation of this was, the Butcher looks way too old to be wrestling. I said, no, looked it up, and he is actually older than I thought. He is in his 40s. But what did you think of this match? Butcher is Ole Anderson on a really good day, and he is awesome. I enjoyed this. I was a little distracted by Eddie Kingston because Eddie Kingston was very defensive on commentary, telling Shivani to kiss his ass while praising Jim Ross. (laughs) 
Eddie Kingston loving surly old man Jim Ross is one of my favorite things. This this is a good match. They played up the tensions between the families and stuff. I like uh, Pac. I want him in the world title picture sooner than later. And maybe that's where this is going. But we got to get over this weird family tension. And I think at this point, have a six-man at New Year's Evil. Do something. New Year's Evil. Uh, New Year's Smash. And do something there. And let's kind of move past this. Because both of these guys are even better than this. And I think they're a little tied up in this. We both need a win. And somebody has to lose. And I hate those rivalries. Yeah, uh, I I kind of admire the fact that they're able to do these rivalries by by switching up some of these opponents. Like, but I, I also don't know if I needed this match to be this long because we knew Pac was not going to lose it. So it'd be one of those where I would like a flash knockout or a quick pin. Like, I would love to see AEW sort of divvy that up and make some of these matches like this. Because going in, we knew this was going to be a longer match. We knew it was, but we also knew who was going to win. I'd love to see one of those go like three, four minutes and sort of just like keep you on your toes. Uh, they're good at switching up moves like that, though. So Evan, they're, they're called okay. the Butcher and the Blade, sorry. And we've seen them entered twice now as like these hired assassins. And yet I haven't seen them really bloody and beat anybody up. And I think we need that. We need to see them on the map if they're not going to be just the team that jobs to everybody. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree. And the that's that's a, a gift and a curse of having such a stacked tag team division, to be quite honest with you. And Evan Wright says, put that over, Shivani. Eddie Kingston was phenomenal. And I genuinely think Tony Shivani is having the ride of his life in AEW. And it has been the greatest comeback story in wrestling. Jade Cargill says she wants to congratulate Brandy on her uh, pregnancy. And uh, she wants uh, to stop wasting her time. She also said that Shaq called out Cody. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember Shaq actually saying, hey, Cody, I want to fight you. Yes, correct. He said, he's like, I got no problem. It's just fun and games. That's what he said. Right. So... I, I don't know. They're trying to act like there's a lot of tension here. She also said, oh, good. Now that you're gone, your duties will finally be fulfilled. Is she implying that she is going to be the chief brand officer and, oh, you know, man. in charge of things? I I don't want to see things go that way. It's a tough break for Cardgill, right? Because yeah. they weren't expecting what happened with Brandy. And it's great news that she got pregnant. But now they need to find something else for Jade Cargill to do. Easier said than done. She because she's not ready. Maybe a manager find somebody. You know, maybe a manager for now. Yeah, uh, because because she's just left out in the cold, and this promo didn't make any sense. And if there were there was more stuff on this show that made that didn't make sense, I'd probably be a lot more frustrated about it. But it's one of like few things. But still, it is very frustrating to see because it's usually such a cohesive show, right? Reminder, guys, get those super chats in. We are heading down the home stretch. Well, we still got a few matches, though. The natural Dustin Rhodes beats Evil Uno. And there's a lot of times they'd be like, man, 50-year-old guy beating a guy. No, no problem. Dustin Rhodes is still awesome in the ring. Dustin Rhodes is incredible in the ring. Evil Uno is a tag guy. 
and I'm fine with this. Uh, how'd you feel about the match and the decision? Uh, Uno, I think Uno and Grayson are better as a tag than they get credit for. This was absolutely the right decision. The story here was watch Dustin Rhodes gain a victory over his adversary while Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross explain why seven is such a stupid dig, right? Yeah. So they actually said, you know, he was given the seven character uh, two decades ago and he just walked away from it, said, you know, you can take this job and shove it. It's good. I think that the payoff here is going to be QT is Dark Order. I don't know why really? I'm getting that vibe like qt kind of fits the loser squad that the dark yeah. order is you know and it might work out better that way wow that would be an interesting approach to it I, i'd be down for that uh lee johnson of course he, he i'm glad to see him involved in this very glad to see lee johnson involved in this yeah sean spears this was one that I, it's a good way to reintroduce him but he he mentions, oh, I left New York and the grass isn't always greener and I'm being held down. And it's like, okay, you need to be a little bit more specific by who you're being held down by. Because if you're being held down by the fake wrestling booker, that ain't going to work. If you're being kept off of Dynamite and only booked on Dark, I get that. Cool. Say that. How'd you feel about this promo? First of all, we're seeing this a lot across Impact and now AEW. I don't like the whole, eh, I left New York. It's not the territory days. Just say WWE if you're going to. Stop yeah. trying to be like, hey, I'm a I'm a real wrestling guy. It's New York, brother. Now you got to say you, you left Tampa. I know. It's, uh, it's <laughs> very strange. Uh, John Spears is better than I think a lot of people give him credit for. I don't know why they had him. Put with Tully. Obviously, they did, they did that for the Cody match. Tully gave him a glove. He said tonight, I don't need this. I never needed this. I don't want to see him split from Tully. I want to see him build upon the character that we're given. If you're already doing a, I'm being held down, and you can change the letters, but you can't change the glass ceiling, and you know uh, Tony Khan, his favorite EVP, are holding me back. So what are you going to do? Take that other steel chair that Cody has in his office and... Go for round two with Cody. I like what is the payoff here? And why are you leaving a promotion that is giving you matches on dark and that you're winning, by the way? I think it was JR that said, listen, Sean Spears has the winningest record of 2020. So it doesn't really mesh with anything other than the internet opinion of, well, he's not on dynamite, so he sucks. I like it because I like Spears, but I don't like the connotation of it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, it's it's a little too cute for its own good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I Sean Spears is better than he's given credit for. It's just a matter of of implementing that onto Dynamite and not just Dark. And I think that's what they're going for. But I thought it was a little bit of an awkward intro. A little bit of an awkward intro. Uh, we have the Miro Kip Sabian announcement. They're doing a beach-themed wedding, and they teased the best friends coming out. But it was Miro and Kit playing it, playing a joke, and we see Trent Beretta being loaded into an ambulance. I like it. It, yeah. it really works for me. We need to see more of Miro being a killer because I can 
rag for days about how he came in just being this fun-loving guy who wants to play video games, and that doesn't work for me. I like the beach-themed wedding for Kip and Penelope. I don't know why AEW has this thing about being on the beach in the middle of winter. It does get <laughs> cold in Florida. It's not like yes. you know New York cold, but it does get cold. So maybe not a beach wedding in February, but here we go. It's beach break, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, why, I mean, we're gonna see some sort of beach brawl. Like it's gonna happen, and it's gotta happen. And I kind of, after how well the parking lot brawl ended up, I'm like, God, I, I do want to see some sort of beach fight involved here as well. I imagine they're gonna do something where it's like Orange Cassidy actually got ordained, so he's gonna try to do the wedding without actually saying a word. It'll be great. Uh, beach break is the name of orange Cassidy's finish. So I imagine they're going to fight on the beach and it'll be a lot of fun. And hopefully they do more than just the wedding on the beach. Yeah. I'm all for it. I I dig this. Why not, man? Uh, Up next, Hikaru Shida and Alex Gracia. We have an interview with Alex Gracia up. Please check that out, guys. Lots of cool stuff that we got going on uh, in that interview. How do you think that she did against Alex Gracia? Or how do you think she did against Hikaru Shida, rather? I thought she did very well. I can imagine a Alex Gracia is all elite graphic coming very soon. Obviously, this women's division needs rehab, but they're building it yes. slowly. A lot of it is, hey, pay attention to Dark and maybe you won't be so mad. Yes, but it is. Yeah, that's what it is. And a lot of people, unfortunately, just don't pay attention to Dark. But... Abaddon and Sheeta, I like this. They're going to fight next week. Uh, maybe Abaddon infected Sheeta. I think that's where they're going with it. It's just pulled off so much better than the Becky Shayna stuff. Yeah. That was also, keep as Denise mentioned, this year? Yeah. That's mind boggling. Uh, uh, this yeah. calendar year. Abaddon is doing really well in like Google searches and stuff too. Like when she shows up on the screen, a lot of AEW and specifically Abaddon searches shoot through the roof. Understandably, because people go, Hey, what the fuck is this? What's Mm -hmm. happening here? So, yeah, I mean, and they've got to emphasize Sheeta more. So, all for this match, of course, all for her winning. Alex Gracia paying her dues right now. A student, a pupil of Thunder Rosa. You could do a hell of a lot worse than that. Uh, yes, than, sir. And sitting under that learning tree. Can't wait for 2021 to hit. I'm going to hit up Thunder Rosa like immediately and be like, hey, let's do our, let's do an interview. Um, but yeah, Alex Gracia is, is doing the damn thing. Alex Rossi gets it too. She's cutting her own promos on Twitter. She's producing her own comment or her own content. She's got like that Instagram aesthetic and, and all that stuff. She understands it. She's going to keep getting her legs legs uh, underneath her and working hard. And she's going to be there. I would put the graphic out just so that they know we're invested. With the women, I would really get all of those graphics out. Even if they're only on a tier one contract or a tier, you know, whatever, yeah. get the graphic out because people need to know that you care about sure. your women's division and that it's growing. And I think Alex could be a huge part of that in the future. Big time. Evan Wright says Lee Johnson standing tall at the end was fantastic. A lot of people implying that maybe Lee Johnson could join dark order. Uh, I think him as an understudy of Cody is great. 
like I said, I, I just think QT fits with the whole nerd group that is the Dark Order right now. Really does. Uh, Matthew Karen says, you normally watch your review after I watch both shows in full, but bless the NBA. I can finally watch live. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for the year. Hey, we appreciate you so much, Matthew. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank you to everybody who donated on the, the staff stream last night that went towards the Christmas bonuses. We were able to treat our staff to some very nice bonuses. So thank you very much because that is that says a lot about how much you all are invested in us. So thank you, guys. And we yes. got lots of cool stuff coming next year. Uh, really, just in the next week or so. We've already launched Twitch. I've already put Fightful Scraps out there. Go over there right now, youtube.com slash Fightful Scraps, and subscribe. I'm going to have hundreds of clips releasing there. There's going to be stuff every day. But right now, we have two compilations that are up. Epic Triggered Rant 2020, which had some people in their feels on the internet. Yes. Uh, It was fantastic. First off, if anybody accuses me of taking something too seriously, when I name it Epic Triggered Rant, Congratulations, you have proven my point. But we also <laughs> we also have the Shooting Softly compilation featuring Kevin Owens, Young Bucks, uh, EC3, Shotzi Blackheart, tons of wrestlers in AEW and WWE where they say nice things about each other. And we're going to keep that going. People like that. It doesn't get the clickety-clacks that other stuff does. That's uh, because everybody just... You want to be angry all the time. Yeah, I think people do want to be angry all the time. And, you know, one thing that I think is going to blow up in the next year is Fightful Gaming. So yes. keep an eye on Fightful Gaming because I think that one's going to blow up. I'm so time. excited. So excited for that. Evan Wright says, hope they do a DDT-style water park match. That would be fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, guys, we are at the main event segment. So get your super chats in if you want your question or statement right on the air. Evan Wright said, the acclaimed killed it. The diss on the book, the music video, the match ruled. Top Flight looked awesome and already excited for Omega and Phoenix. Well, let's focus in on the acclaimed because they had a breakout performance. Anthony Bowens is a guy that WWE forgot to sign, Robert. They literally forgot to sign him. Um, You know what I think that is? I think old habits die hard. And the fact is, for the last decade and a half, they were able to do that. And then just, okay, I remember now. Let me call that person up. You don't have that luxury anymore. So it's very important to remember to sign people. Yes, it is. And Max Caster, one of uh, Bobby Lashley's former sisters, which I just realized this week. That's fantastic. They killed it. This was an amazing performance. And you got to credit AEW and Tony Khan for having the vision to put these two guys that had nothing to do with each other together as the acclaimed, because it's been a runaway success, Robert. And this is one of those instances where the acclaimed, you knew they weren't going to win, but then as, as that referee's hand went down towards the mat a couple of times, you're like, Oh my God, are they pulling like a shock upset post NBA title switch here? Or like, what are they trying to do? And of course they lose, but how'd you feel about this? They have money with the acclaimed. Yes, they they do. they do a lot of personality stuff, which is something that you can argue this company is not lacking. But these guys arguably could have been a perfect fit for Monday Night Raw. But yeah. here they are on Dynamite and they're having fun. Max Caster's doing the rap thing. I enjoyed the Buck Hunt 
music video. I thought that was funny. Uh, it's it's weird because again, these guys shouldn't be AEW guys, and I think that's what makes them work. They are now the alternative to the flippy dippy, and it really makes you want to see where they can go. And yeah, I did kind of think, are they actually going to go with the acclaimed here? But of course, Bucks had to get the win. Right call. We're still waiting on Bucks FTR too. Yeah, we are. Uh, the acclaimed were the story of this, and. I think it speaks well to the Young Bucks as champions that that happened because we're talking about the acclaimed after they lost a match and they're that's good. They're helping make people and this match kicked ass. Uh, another complaint I had about AEW, it seemed like they said shit an awful lot. Yeah, <laughs> four hundred and thirty-two times. Oh my uh, gosh, that, that that's a minor complaint, but one nonetheless. But they they're are very, taking uh, bitch and shit. As long as they oh, can yeah. get away with the swear words, they're going for it. Oh, well, they'll get banned from Reddit for at least one of those. Evan <laughs> Wright <laughs> says, Bucks help make stars. They give so much to people. They do. That's the thing. You can hate the fact that the Young Bucks are very much video game style wrestling. And I get it. Yeah. You don't listen. They are kind of, I compare them to a live concert. If I want to hear. You know, my favorite band. I don't want to listen to the live concert. I'd rather be at the concert. That's how the Bucks wrestling goes. But at the end of the day, they are a top tag team in wrestling and they can elevate all of these teams. And now that they finally got the belts and they're finally, you know, they've vindicated themselves. They're doing it right. I enjoy this. I want to see them work with so many other teams. The North uh, from Impact. I want to see them work Motor City. I was hoping we'd get that in for the end of the year, but we didn't, you know. I have a lot of faith in the Bucks, and I think 2021 is going to be a great year for them. As do I. Hopefully 2021 is a great year for all of us. Oh, man, Carlos Easy with the Monster Super Chat says, this is also my first time watching the Wednesday Review Live because I'm usually still catching up on the wrestling shows. Happy holidays. Sorry to have missed the Tuesday stream, but thanks for all the great shows and coverage this year. Carlos, thank you so much. You were very generous last night as well. I thank you very, very much. This type of stuff yeah. really goes a long way at Fightful, helps pay our staff, helps give them raises, all that good stuff. So, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you all so much. Every time you send a Super Chat, every time you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, that is uh, an endorsement of what we do, and I appreciate every single one of you. Uh, please leave a thumbs up before you leave this stream, but we've got the distraction coming tomorrow. We've got... Uh, we've got my Q&A show on Fightful Select. You've got Alex's Sour Graps Christmas special. And then Friday night, myself and Jeremy are right back here to review SmackDown. Uh, and it, by all accounts, uh, even even before we heard about the spoilers, I was told it was going to be a good one. So maybe well, What better Christmas in. gift can you get than Sean and Jeremy on a podcast? So there you go. I hope hopefully Jeremy will talk this time. But Robert, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Dude Felice. You can check me out every day now on Fightful.com. Thank you all so much for the stream yesterday. And I do want to say, while we appreciate that some of you got to join us because you are not having to catch up on both shows, hopefully NBA doesn't do this to us too much longer. Yes, uh, this was, this was, oh man, one fifteen a.m., uh, a late night. feel like I'm getting off of an interview with Brett Lauderdale right now. Uh, Drew Nicholas says, The acclaimed are perfect. Followed Bowens for the past few years and met him in an evolved show. He deserves the world. I profiled him, uh, gosh, it was almost two years ago now. 
I got in touch with him and gave me an incredible interview. And instead of just running it as an interview, I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to some people at the Performance Center and find out why he hasn't been signed. I'm going to reach out to Santino Morella, who has done some training with him. I'm going to reach out to this person and that person and see how it works. And he's a very well-liked person with infinite upside. Guys, thank you all so much. Again, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. YouTube.com slash Fightful Scraps. We need those 1,000 subs. We need those watch hours so we can monetize. So just, right. so just put those compilations on a loop if you all don't mind. Until next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.